It is a big week in Bloomington. We're back with the IDS Basketball Podcast. Indiana, two big home games this week against two ranked teams. Number 11, Michigan State, and number 17, Maryland, come to Assembly Hall this week as Indiana has a chance to put a stamp on his tournament resume or put a bit of a stain on it. We're back here in the podcast booth in Franklin Hall. I'm Matt Cohen, as always, as your host, alongside Caleb Kaufman and Philip Steinmetz. We have a special guest today on the podcast. From the Indianapolis star itself, Stefan Kreisnick is in the podcast with, with us. Steph, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday morning? I'm doing great, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Caleb, Phil, how are we doing? I know, Caleb, you ju- you literally just got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have kind of keep forgetting that we have this at 12 and keep being very late and having to run, but feeling good. I woke me up. I will say, Caleb, I did specifically note yesterday in our group chat that we're doing it at 12 and you loved that text. <laughs> so It happens. Not, yeah, to, not it, to roast Well, no, you, literally, but, if I could have guessed anybody would have been late, it would have been Caleb. It's our first day of classes this week, so I thought it was a Monday because of MLK and threw me off. That's I, fair. That's that's right. my excuse, and I'm going to run with it. And I, and I am excited to, to, ha- to have Steph back. It's like an IDS reunion <laughs> ever since our freshman year being part of the IDS. It's crazy that I'm by myself now. I'm like the last one remaining from like the veteran <laughs> can, sports reporter group. Can we trade you out for Steph? No, <laughs> no. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody would ever do that trade. So it's all right. Um, all right. So basketball. Um, so Indiana last week played both Rutgers and Nebraska, both on the road. They lost at Rutgers, and now Rutgers is ranked. And I think we could do an hour long podcast on the uh, renaissance of Rutgers basketball, but we'll save that for another they time. They finally earned their S. They, they've no Rutgers basketball has never lost its ass. Rutgers basketball has been has been <laughs> just just the peak of basketball success for years and years and years, and now they're finally getting getting the recognition that Steve Peichel and that program have so deserved for so long. All right. So congratulations to Rutgers on joining the AP Top Twenty Five. Pack the rack. We are so proud of you here as your number one fans on the IDS Basketball Podcast. <laughs> um, but then IU went on the road to Nebraska, won there. The first road game IU's won this season. And they come back this week with a, with a bit of momentum off of that as a result. But competition steps up a lot more than what they had last week. So, guys, let's, looking back on last week, just real quickly, what are your takeaways from the two games? Starting with Steph, I guess. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Well, I think I think the takeaway, what's most important is that obviously that Rutgers game is tough and any road game in the Big Ten is tough. And I don't think, aside from the shooting woes that we know Indiana has and that Indiana's had in all of R.G. Miller's time here, aside from that, they didn't do – Anything that you kind of wouldn't expect to happen in that game, I think going into that you expected Rutgers to handle Indiana pretty well. Maybe not to the extent that they did, but I think what's most important is that Indiana went to Nebraska and got that win because everyone's been talking about it. Nebraska was the last game on Indiana's resume that could have put a true stain on the resume that could have been a bad loss. Winning that game, you handle it, where here on out, you can't have a bad loss. Every game is either a good win or it's a good loss. That's the only way you can look at it moving forward. So I think just going to Nebraska, putting putting the Rutgers loss in the rearview mirror and just handling business in Nebraska is what's, what was most important for Indiana there. So I, I, I do want to quickly follow, follow up on that before going over to Caleb and Phil. Uh, IU has 13 games left. Ten of them, ten of them are Quadrant 1 games. So you got a real chance if you're IU to rack up a lot of big tournament resume wins because at this point that's really all that matters right now is the NCAA tournament resume. That's, you know, 
they're probably not going to win the Big Ten. I don't think anyone expects them to win the Big Ten. Got to stay in that upper third, uh, upper half, upper oh, third. So maybe I think upper half. Five, if you're in yeah. upper half, you're pretty safe bet to get it to the tournament. I mean, they're four and three right now in the Big Ten, right? So if you finish what Which, ten and ten, you're probably in. Yeah, we oh, were. Yeah. We, we were saying five in the year. You just got to be five hundred in the Big Ten, probably. Yeah. If IU goes like you said, those last ten games, if they go five and five, first of all, you got five pretty impressive wins on that resume, and they're ten games over five hundred right now. So you got to. Pretty good resume going into going into the Big Ten tournament where maybe you could steal a win or two and then going into the March Madness, obviously. Yeah, so so Caleb and Phil coming over to you guys kinda of take away from last from last week. Yeah. So for me, um, it was really great to see Trace Jackson Davis kind of get back on track, especially because his last like his last double double came came at home against Nebraska and then he followed up with like eighteen points and thirteen rebounds and his second performance against Nebraska. And like the and then in the past couple of games, they were kind of talking about of how, like the teams have really started doubling him in the post and really kind of making him uncomfortable. And it was good to see of how IU's best player um finally got finally got back on track. And hopefully for him, like that could really help them, like especially this week, like with him finding his groove more. Yeah, I'm just looking back in uh, Rutgers real quick, and Rutgers is good, and I didn't really deserve to win that game. They got outplayed for the most part, but when you look at it. Archie Miller has said multiple times that what IU needs to win is two guards in double digits and then two fours, and he usually feels comfortable getting a win. IU was really close to doing that. Rob had nine points, Al had ten for the two guards, and then Justin Smith and Joey Brunk were both in double digits. And still, they just looked bad throughout the whole game, never felt comfortable, and the shooting was probably one of their worst of the season. So that definitely didn't help. So that one's understandable. And then for at Nebraska... That first 10-minute stretch in the second half, I honestly thought IU was, like, looking legit. They finally turned a corner, and, like, maybe they got rid of their shooting woes. Ball was moving. They got in inside for once, didn't just pass around the outside. I thought maybe they finally turned a corner. And then that second part of the second half just who always reminds you how bad this IU team can be at times while the good can also be there. So they needed to split that road trip, as we talked about last week, so... I guess mission accomplished, and as Steph was saying, everything for the rest of the way. Maybe Minnesota is the one game you try not to lose in that stretch, but everything else you can lose and can win, and it well, always I feel helps like you. You're not trying to lose any of the. Games. Well, you're not trying to lose any of the games. That's well, true, but that's the one you got like really want that win out of compared well, to the other ones. I think also I was really fortunate to where they only played Michigan and Michigan State once each, so it's not like. And I think like even Michigan hasn't looked the best recently, but obviously like oh Ohio State. Hasn't looked good recently, um, and obviously I think Michigan State's easily the best team in the Big Ten right now. So that's a big game this week, especially because if like they do get that win against Michigan State, then like that will go like a long way. Come, uh, um, so like, so it's also, only one against Iowa. So yeah, we're gonna pause that conversation right now because it's gonna because I'm it's actually a perfect segue into uh, the return of the coaches' corner segment, which has had a <laughs> a quite long absence from this podcast as I have forgotten to record it a few times uh, in in of late. But we finally have one now. Uh, audio uh, thanks to Inside the Halls YouTube videos here because none of us thanks were, Alex. None of us were actually in Nebraska, so should have uh, been the draft. There'll be a, a slight gap in the middle as I switch over from the two different tabs I have open here, but this is this week's Coach's Corner from Archie Miller. We'll talk about this right after the right after Archie's done. Can't put a price on a game in this league if you're able to win it away from home, and uh, we're thankful. And uh, we'll go home and get ready for the next one. Archie. I mean, it goes without saying. I mean, it's very, very hard to win in this league on the road, and 
I think every team's going to experience their ups and downs. We're no different. I'm proud of our guys, though. We had a hard loss at Rutgers on Wednesday. Had to go right back and do it again. Um, but to be able to come out with one tonight was really, really important for us moving forward. Because uh, I know moving forward, what we have, you know, coming up, you know, on Thursday, and then each one after that. So, you know, but every team's got to play everybody. You know, so it's, you know, the Big Ten's going to be uh, one of the more jumbled leagues, I'm sure, until somebody can start to get a few of these and hold serve at home. So. All right, so that's Archie Miller talking about this, the upcoming schedule and how tough that, that the Big Ten has been. And we, we, we touched on this a little bit here, and I just want to expand on that because I think that's just such a huge part of the season going forward. So looking at IU's schedule, so this week they host uh, two ranked teams, Michigan State and Maryland. Um, the rest of the way, they, they play well, every single team they play the rest of the way except for Minnesota is either ranked or receiving votes. And all but Oof. and and all but three of IU's games, as I mentioned earlier, would be a quadrant one game, whether that be home or on the road. So it's not easy looking at from the rest of the way. And it starts with this week, which maybe it's toughest week. I mean, yes, it's it's both at home, but this is going to be a tough week. So just given that the strength of the team that they play. Um, now the history looking at at this week would kind of favor IU actually, as the last four ranked teams to come into Assembly Hall have all lost. That'd be uh, Michigan State. It'll be Wisconsin last year in, in overtime. Michigan State last year, then Florida State and Ohio State. All those are the last four ranked teams in Assembly Hall. They've all lost. Ohio State has a big asterisk for me because that's just fair. Purely they, their schedule, how they lost on a on a Monday night and then went on to lose two more before in the same week. That is that is true. How but IU has played well at home against ranked teams. Now the question that is, is the, they have so many top teams coming up at home over the rest of the season and on the road too. So how do you think they're going to fare this week as it really steps up this week in a way it has not all season? Yeah, I mean, I think what you can expect from IU is what you've been able to expect from IU the past few years is that when game comes to Assembly Hall and it's a ranked opponent, they're going to give their energy. And I think that kind of goes into what the problem has been all season. The problem hasn't been that IU's losing Big Ten road games because everybody's losing Big Ten road games. It's the fact that sometimes IU goes on a road and once the momentum shifts against it, it seems like they lose all focus, all energy, all concentration. That doesn't really seem to happen as much in Assembly Hall. Now, obviously, we saw stretches against Ohio State where they where they go into those long long stretches where they don't score, and I think that's something you really want to avoid in a game against Michigan State or Maryland because I think, like Caleb was saying, I think Michigan State and Maryland are a step above where Ohio State was. But you do have to look at that Florida State game and even going back to last year, Wisconsin-Michigan State. I mean, those are really, really good opponents. And, and yeah, as I was saying, you know what Indiana's going to bring at home and that's the most important thing for them is keeping that energy consistent because we saw after that late stretch in the first half against Ohio State, they were able to come out with energy in the second half, and that's what you're going to need against teams like Michigan State and Maryland. Yeah, I mean, I think also, um, like, looking at the rest of their schedule, like, I don't think they will maybe win another road game except for maybe Minnesota. Um, Man, so, but they play so bad every time they yeah, go to Minnesota. Yeah, it's so bad. But even with that, like, Illinois might be the only one because they're not – Winning at, at, at like Mackey Arena, I don't think that's how no especially way. with like Purdue's been playing at home this season. And even though Michigan hasn't looked as good here recently, they might have Isaiah Levers back by that point. Yeah, so, you, so that'll be different. But I think um, with kind of the schedule stacks up, like IU needs to really stack up like these home wins, especially because the road wins are so hard to get in the uh, Big Ten. And I think especially with like Michigan State being that one team in the Big Ten that I think has the most Final Four potential out of like anybody. Um, so I think this week, especially a key, especially since like they didn't look good at, at Maryland, so that could be kind of like a turnaround um, if they perform well on, on Sunday. 
Yeah, I'll be thoroughly shocked if they win one of these two at all, really? to be honest. Wow. Yeah, because me and Matt were at the Maryland game, and they just were outmatched in that one. Uh, Maryland's able to stretch you out enough, and then their big men were just punishing down low. It wasn't the best game for Joey Bronk, who was the one guy that really could stop anyone down low. But then Michigan State, I was thinking about this last night. If you Cassius Winston, a great player, but if you're going to have a best player be on an opposing team for IU, you'd want it to probably be their point guard because you can get Rob on them. Or even when Rob has come out, Armand can play him, who's also a good defender. But then I looked back at last year, and Cassius still put up 20 and 26 in their two games against them. And as Phil was saying, they probably are the best, most Final Four-ish team in the Big Ten and still, in my mind, one of the favorites to win it all. So I'm not feeling co- great about this weekend for IU. If they can win one, I think that firmly puts them in the tournament and then something needs to happen for them to fall back out. So the question then, I think, at that point, if you, you know, following up on that, is you look at IU's season, a season just in its entirety the rest of the way, and you talk about so many quality teams that, that they still play. At what point do all those, uh, you know, can you say, yeah, none of them are bad losses, but at what, what point does it just become too many losses to make the tournament? I mean, I guess, like like we said, like if they go 5-5 five and five down the stretch, they probably have a good chance to make the tournament, assuming, you know, they win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, which that's a whole other thing for Indiana is playing in the Big well Ten there. tournament. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you make a point because you keep saying, or what we keep saying is, you know, it's okay to lose to, to a Purdue on the road or it's okay to lose to a Maryland or Michigan State, but at some point you have to understand that there can't be 14 Big Ten teams that make the tournament. You can't have 12 Big Ten teams that make the tournament. ESPN and, and, does actually currently have 12 Big Ten. Yeah, but, but, but that, that, think, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but that's, yeah. So here's the thing is if you're losing to these teams, maybe it's not looking bad on you, but it's looking more impressive for those other teams. So Maryland, a win at Indiana is an impressive win for them. That's going to move them up. So the more, more teams you lose to, the more teams that move up, which means you're just going to end up going back. And it, it's kind of just a thing where the process of elimination, like you know, Indiana might not be – a bad team. They might be a team that is better than some other team that's going to get into a tournament. But at some point, you have to have wins. And I think that's another thing for Indiana is this week, not only is it a chance to to win games, it's a chance to beat ranked opponents, which when it goes down to it, you have no bad losses, but you have a few really good wins that are going to stand out. So I think it's, it's more so putting yourself against the pack because you have to understand that no matter how good the Big Ten is, I'd be stunned if more than 10 teams made it. And even, even 10 is a pretty high number. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking back at I'm looking through the schedule right now. Ohio State, if they can get the sweep against them for the season, win both the Minnesota games, which, as you were saying, not always a given because how badly they've played up in Minnesota in recent years, and then maybe one Penn State win, and that's where I think IU would feel comfortable with they can lose the other games to the upper mm-hmm. echelon of the Big Ten, and you can trade out one of those. Maybe they get a win in the final game against Wisconsin, a revenge win compared to their. Duh, they laid in Madison. But the rest of the games are truly teams that can make Sweet 16 runs for the most part or beyond in the NCAA tournament. I know Michigan hasn't looked as great as of late, but if you remember early in the season, they jumped from unranked to... They Isaiah jumped to one. is the difference. There. Exactly. Really was a great team. Uh, Michigan State and Maryland both are Elite 8 Final Four caliber teams when they're going. So... Competition is there for IU, and but the truth is you can't be losing eight out of these ten games or something, or you actually just have too much, and you kind of end up where IU was last year, where you have to win at least one game in the Big Ten tournament. You can't go out and lose early, and that's where it gets a little scary for the Hoosiers. I yeah. Think, yeah, I think that's what what you're saying is 
you know Michigan State and Maryland are going to be in the upper echelon. They're going to make it. You have to keep yourself above the middle of that pack. You have to stay above Purdue, above Penn State, maybe even Michigan. Kind of stay above that middle pack so you're not you're not one of those bubble teams and then kind of getting bumped out because of that. Exactly. And when the committee starts looking, because Big Ten's going to have so many teams within one or two games of each mm-hmm. other, it's going to be looking at who won head-to-heads and where they were won if you're only winning home games. I know it doesn't matter a huge amount, but when they start looking at net, it actually makes a difference in your quadrants, and that's where you're, even if they make tournament, your seeding can drop two lines easy because of that. Right, because, I mean, right now, Indiana, is, I think as of yesterday, I haven't looked today, but I think yesterday they were 49th in net, even being at 14-4. and four. I mean, at some point, I mean, they are not a quadrant one win for teams. Um, no, they they would they would not be a quadrant one win for teams, like, when they're on the road. Um because you have to be top thirty to, for a home win for a quadrant one. I think it's it's a weird system, um, but so, like so the quadrant the quadrant two games IU has has left are hosting Purdue and then both Minnesota games are all, are their only quadrant two games. So you have to have all three of those really. You can't. I mean, you can't take a quad. The losses you have to take are the quadrant one losses, which fortunately are ten of your thirteen games left. So you it's a, like it's yeah. not like it's going to be. It's not like those are hard to come by. Um, so let's actually take that, and that, I think that leads at least. For me, I don't know how well that leads for you guys, but it leads pretty well for me into our uh, slam dunk three-pointer prediction segment of the pod. Start with the slam dunk. I'm going to go first. Um, I My slam dunk for the week, and this is maybe more of you know a Tomahawk 360 slam <laughs> uh, in terms of you know not being the easiest of slam dunks, but I is going to win one of these two games this week. Um, that's my that's that's my slam dunk of the week. They're going to they're going to win one. Uh, I will be uh, coming back to myself for which one they're going to win for the three-pointer. So I will go on to Phil next. So my slam dunk is I'll kind of one-up on that. I think I will win one of the games this week by double digits. I think that's your slam. That's, your that's slam my dunk? slam dunk. I think IU gets up. <laughs> you know what a slam dunk versus a three-pointer okay, is. Hear me out. Hear me Phil out. Phil has out. never <laughs> jumped more than two inches in his life talking hear about slam dunk. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, <laughs> IU has played really well against ranked opponents here in Assembly Hall. This this season, and I think outside of Arkansas being the only pretty good team that has played here, um, and that's still after seeing them again, it's Kentucky that's kind of up in the air. But I think, um, like even like I don't think nobody expected, like I don't think anybody expected them to beat Florida State by what like sixteen points. But that was also with 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 Devontae Green scoring thirty points. Um, he but also didn't miss from three. I'm like, pretty sure that it was, game. It was something like that, and then like oh how I say he's he, like he still scored ninety points off the bench. But I think being a Thursday night game. I think Assembly Hall will be rocking. Um, I don't know if it'll be against Michigan State, but I am confident that one of the games that IU will be very impressive. My slam dunk, it's a it's a long slam dunk. I think Jerome Hunter gets the double digits in one of these games. In scoring? In scoring. Uh, he's looked better off Some crazy slam dunks on this. It's like, <laughs> like the dunk contest. This is like a test. <laughs> well, it, it gets boring just saying Trace Jackson Davis is going to get 10 points in every single one of the slam dunk segments. Fair. So I'll give Jerome Hunter the 10 points because his offense is getting better. He's getting more playing time, and sooner or later the bench is going to need scoring, and he might be the person to do it. So give it to Jerome. I'll say my slam dunk is I think IU's bigs will be very strong defensively against Michigan State. I think where Michigan State excels is with Cassius Winston, and we've seen against IU that Cassius Winston can do pretty well. And honestly, I felt like in years past, or I guess last year, Rob defended Cassius pretty well despite the numbers that Caleb mentioned earlier. Like it's it's one of those weird I mean, things like where like defending him is still like twenty yeah, points to a game. Yeah. He's still like, like slowed him down. Yeah. Yeah. Like last year when everyone was like, oh, Rob Finsey shutting down Carson Edwards twenty two points and nine yeah. assists. <laughs> but I think like going off of that, I think. 
Cassius will get his numbers against IU, and I think IU's okay with that as long as you limit everything else. And I think Joey Brown can trace, and Justin Smith will be, and, and even Race Thompson maybe, will be impressive defensively for IU down low. All right, three-pointers. So I said that in my, in my slam dunk, IU's going to win one of these two. Three-pointers, which one of these two they'll win? And I'm going Michigan State. Uh, I think it's Michigan State just because I think of the two, I think that's the better matchup for IU. It just They just do not match up against Maryland at all. I think Michigan State's better than Maryland, but I, I think of the two, Michigan State is the team IU matches up better against. And, I mean, Archie Miller has had success against them in the past, and obviously it's hard. You know, yes, it's over two different seasons, but they've beaten them two straight times. And obviously that you know doesn't necessarily mean anything for this game because it's two completely different teams. But he's he, Archie Miller has been able to figure out how to play against Michigan State. Been able to you know figure out how to work around, around Cassius Winston. Let him still have his numbers, as Steph was saying, and be able to still find a way to win. And you're going to need the big men to have a big night. It's just going to have to be that way. It's the only way they have any shot. But I I, I think that's the one of the two that they are going to win this week. Yeah. So for my three pointer, even though you guys. Thought my slam dunk was really should be my three pointer. Uh, my three pointer is I think IU's going to win both games this week. Um, I know that's kind of shocking. It's not even um, three pointer. That's like a full court heave. <laughs> not really. I mean, it's still like you kind of look of how they performed against the top ranked teams here um, this season, and I think their defense is trending in the right direction. Um, I think especially with like Trace coming off a like his sixth double double of the season, I think he will be. Kind of like he kind of has has like his mojo back and um, will uh, perform pretty well. Even though like the matchup against like Xavier Tillman will be pretty difficult, but I think I will will win both this week. And even though like they might not get even like another road win this season, um, I still think that they will fare pretty well this week. My three pointers can be I holds Anthony Cowan to under ten points in the game. And it's because first half against uh, Maryland where IU actually was hanging in there, Cowan only had three points, and that's with Archie Miller for some reason putting Devontae Green on him for most of the half, which I'm still sh- scratching my head about even to this day. And Rob was limited back then. He was still coming off his multiple injuries that were plaguing him. So I think they can shut him down, and that's the game they're going to win if they win one of the two. I don't think they do, but keep him under 10 points, and it looks better. So. Anthony Cowan, under 10. Uh, for my three-pointer, I'm going to shift the way from IU a little bit. I think Michigan, or not Michigan State, I think Cassius Winston for Michigan State is going to have 15 or more assists against IU because mm-hmm. going back on my slam dunk, Indiana playing strong inside, I think there's going to be a lot of drive and kick with Cassius going on, and that's why I think Michigan State is going to win this game. And I honestly think Michigan State is going to win this game by double digits. So not to not to go off See, on you, Cohen. The thing is, is that if Michigan State is able to get a, a lot of that kickout game going and be able to shoot, you know, to shoot yeah, effectively, big, mm-hmm. which it does shoot very yeah, well, yeah. if they get going from three, IU has no chance. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. And IU and in, in games where it's played poorly defensively has been really bad at covering yeah. the perimeter. That's where I think Cassius this season especially shows a threat. I mean, we've seen him last year. I think I think the game at. In Bloomington, he had a double double. Yeah. I think, and I think he had a, a good amount of assists. So I don't even know if it's that much of a three pointer, but I think the three pointer is more so he's going to be kicking out for a lot of threes, which is going to ha- let Michigan handle Indiana pretty well. Which it also 
kills a lot of the momentum that Assembly Hall provides. When you go on a little bit of run, catch this drive kick three, and it, it just yeah. kind of deflates everything. That's definitely going to happen. Like, yeah. I don't think I'm, that might not even be it, be all that bold. Like, yeah. bold. like that that seems very reasonable. But, but I know fifteen and, assists. Yeah. That's like yeah, yeah, fifty. No, say twenty. Let me go on the record. That's a lot. No, like like twenty twenty. Like like fifteen. Yes, but all these like kick out for three. Yeah. Like, that's definitely going to happen because yeah. I just can't. I mean, that's the best way to play against IU because they don't defend the three very well, mm-hmm. and Michigan State shoots the three so well. So I mean, that seems. That seems like a quite reasonable way to you know, quiet the crowd and everything. So I, th- th- if IU loses, which is probably more likely, yeah. I mean, that's how it's going to happen because they just can't yeah. keep up with that. I mean, Makes sense. And even then, I think last year, if I remember correctly, I think Devontae Green had a really good shooting game against Michigan State. I think he did, yeah. Which, you know, you're going to need that again. Which, If you look at IU's biggest wins, they've all had good Devontae Green. So if you Shocker. don't get that, you're going to have a lot. You're going to have a real hard time against Michigan State. Um, so bef- uh, real quick, I'd like to point out my three pointer from last week hit of oh, I shooting over eighty percent from the free throw line they, in one of them. They did do that. My three pointer very much did not hit. I said Deron Davis would would score a season high in points, which would have been seven. He got to four against Nebraska, so I thought he had a shot, but very much he had did some not. jumpers in that yeah. game. I wasn't on last week, so I didn't make a three pointer, but I made one at the Real Center the other day. So <laughs> that, see, that's what top really of the matters. key banked yeah. it in. Hey, our the- season's coming up. We're going to really need that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep the energy, that's for sure. And with that, we will wrap up the podcast <laughs> because this is just really a terrible display of basketball that we're just discussing here. And Steph has class in, in exactly 11 minutes. So we want to get Steph over to class on time because we support academics here at the Indiana <laughs> Daily Student. So with that, we will wrap up this week. Indiana plays Michigan State Thursday night at 8.30 on Fox Sports 1. Maryland, so Maryland, at, Maryland at 1 p.m. Sunday on CBS. Both games in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. We will be back next week with... The, Certainly a lot to discuss off of these really two big games. For Phil, Caleb, and special guest Stefan, I'm Matt Cohen. We'll see you next week.